2: 630 Chet and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present The Show That Is Everything Oilers Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex Service for all brands of print equipment in your
1: office Yeah, Digitex does that
2: D-I-G-I-T-E-X C-A On Oilers Radio 630 Chet
0: This number two of Oilers Now, Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott, Scott, Dayton Abbott with you on Oilers Now, which is brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location. Digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. Now you can t- uh, reach us. Actually, we'll open up the phone lines on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three, and you can text us at six thirty six thirty on our Heartland Four text line. Go out and see the great Gretzky, Mike Gretzky, and Griff Jarvis out at Heartland Four. Tell them Oilers now sent you. Um. Uh, we're on Twitter, AdWinters. Now you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer, and Brendan Brendan Escott. Yes, we'll open up the phone lines. I got I to gotta get to some texts because there's some good ones. One of the texts that's come in from Frank, Big Bank Frank, says, Bob, what, no comments on Kawhi and nothing to say about the U.S. women's w- team winning the World Cup? Well, the Kawhi thing was quite interesting, actually. Friday night, breaking... Interesting timing. So it worked out, but not for Toronto. Does anybody have... Just, it's funny because I read a piece. uh, Who is the fellow? He came out to Edmonton uh, during, I don't know what event it was. It was one of the big international uh, events a number of years ago. And he... Does he write for the Globe and Mail? Maybe it was a piece in Globe and Mail. And the writer was saying that Kawhi Leonard was the greatest athlete that ever played in Toronto. Now, just think about that for a second. Just think about that second. And we all appreciate, hey, you know what, if you're... I grew up watching the Alberta Golden Bears with Don Horwood. all right, and then watched NCAA basketball th- throughout the early to mid-1980s. And I'm not a super big NBA... It was, it was great, right? Like, hey, I watched those games. I watched it, you know, most of it. It's an amazing accomplishment. The Raptors won. Yeah, it was great. Kawhi was super. It's the second MVP of an NBA Finals. We can go old school if you want. I mean, I grew up watching Larry Bird with the Celtics and Magic. That was kind of my era of, right? It was great. The greatest athlete, the best player in the city of Toronto, that's, that's, that's what was written in, in one of the pieces in the Globe and Mail. He was there one year. Like, that would be like if, if the Oilers had won Game 7 in Carolina, would Chris Pronger be considered the greatest athlete that's played in Edmonton in the last 25 years? It's different situations because Kawhi was a free agent, so he gets you know he gets the option of leaving, and the Raptors had buyer beware knowing in that it was the last, you know, they, they, they could be losing him. And Pronger was under contract. But maybe it makes you appreciate how damn lucky we've really been here. We've had Wayne Gretzky. We've had Mark Messier. We've had Warren Moon. Those were some great players in their respective sports. One year, and he's... Like, is that even fair to the guys on the Blue Jays? They won back-to-back World Series. Though, obviously, Kawhi played a greater part in the Raptors winning. Interesting stuff, nonetheless. As for the U.S. Uh, Women's World Cup team, yeah, it's great. They're, they're good. They're good. That's four for them. They're good. And as they're... You know what? as the revenue streams increase in time for their respective sport they should make more money the players at that event don't even get me started on fifa that's a whole different conversation but at the club level there's not the same sort of interest all right let's get uh, there were here here we go Bob, stop trying to get my hopes up, says Wood. I would have all the time in the world for getting Taylor Hall back. Do you think there would actually be an appetite on his end to come back? What kind of money do you think he's going to get from Wood? Here's here's what I said, Wood. If 31 teams, if Taylor Hall goes to free agency, my expectation would be that all 31 teams would be in on Taylor Hall. Okay? That's if he goes to free agency. New Jersey's going to be in the driver's seat to get this guy re-signed. They can offer him the longest term and probably, given the cap space, New Jersey has the most money. If he goes to free agency, the Oilers can make a compelling case for an elite winger like that. They have McDavid and Dreisaitl. And you know what? The regime that moved Taylor along is gone. That's what I would say to lot. I bet you, you know what, I bet you if Jason uh, Gregor talked about it, he'd say the same thing. New Jersey's in the best position to sign him, but if he goes to free agent, it'd be incumbent upon all 31 teams to sap up to the plate. And it's not out of the realm of possibility that Edmonton would be positioned okay because they have two pretty good players. They have two of the top four scoring players in the entire NHL. That's us uh, blast through some calls. Rob on line one. Rob, you're in Oilers now.
2: Hey, Bob, how's your summer?
0: Uh, it hasn't really started yet. How's your summer? Uh, it's, it's going. It's uh, going? Yeah,
2: it's going. Yeah, you know, some family stuff, but it's going. Good.
0: Okay, well, hang in there on that.
2: Shattenkirk, how many years left on his deal?
0: Two years, around six point off the top of my head without looking at it. I think it's 6.65 million.
1: And how old is
0: he? Uh, he might have been in 07. Brendan, can you check Shattenkirk's draft year? So if he was 07, that would make him an 89-born player. Uh, let's say 89, 11, and uh, 19. So he's 29, maybe? I think he's 29 or 30. Just turned 30 in January. He turned 30 in January. Was he in the four, uh, Was he in the 07 draft, 14th overall? That is correct. Yeah, and he's a six-point. He's got two years left. Are you going to suggest a uh, Lucic for Shattenkirk deal? Uh, I'm thinking
2: Lucic, PRV for Shattenkirk.
0: Yeah, that's been out there. That's actually been put out there by some New York writers. Uh, I don't know. I... I think Edmonton would obviously have to give something up. The Rangers would be taking on two more years. Um, I, I don't know if that would get it done, to be frank with what, you.
2: So, would you think like a Lucic and a prospect, maybe?
0: Oh, I think it'd be Lucic, Paul, Yarvi, a pick, and a prospect.
2: Okay. Okay. Would you do that deal?
0: Maybe. Yeah
1: yeah just
0: cuz of the age, cage i just think yeah right i i you know what i was hoping i i was led to believe that it was when st louis moved him that he might have been open on a short term basis to come to edmonton because he thought he could drive his numbers because he got moved to washington right and then they failed in the yeah. playoffs that year um i know somebody that is got access to his camp I just the Rangers. If they trade Shattenkirk for Lucic, it doesn't help help their cap situation out though. Like they're no. they're going to be up against it. That's that's the issue there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I wasn't sure what
0: their cap space was, but they, yeah, they've they've got to find some wiggle room. But Rob, it's not what you suggested. Actually, was suggested about a month ago in the New York Post. So. Yeah, I didn't hear that. No, one. no, yeah. that's good though. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for the call. Thanks, Bob. Yep. Let's go to Mike from Ottawa, on line number three. Hi, Mike. How are you?
2: Hey, Bob. brought you? back How are you doing? Good. Good. just wanted two comments. First on sort of Holland summer so far, um, it seems like so far from what we've seen from him, and obviously we'll judge when the puck drops, you know, in the October, but um, he's taken sort of a steady approach, the no big, no big, you know, signing approach, all that kind of stuff, and I don't mind that in general, if I was a fan, especially... For all that we've been through with Pistol Pete pulling the moves on moves that seem to fail, 95% of them are at least 80%. But the one thing that I'd factor in there um, is the old McDavid factor, and that's, you know, he's, he's not getting any younger, and people would argue, well, he's not in his prime yet, but I would argue back that even though he's not in his prime, he's definitely at a level where he could be helped a contending team win a cup and be a major player, Is you know, being the best, one of the best players in the world is not the best player. So, you know, wasting the time that we have with him now with this slow and steady approach if we didn't have McDavid okay fine we're in our fifth rebuild whatever 5.5 rebuild but with McDavid I just feel like are those two philosophy? Are the philosophy of Ken Holland the patient approach drafting Broberg versus, you know, maybe a forward that could have been ready sooner, slow playing all the guys and all that. It sounds all good, but with the McDavid factor, what's what do you think the odds are we're going to get another generational player like McDavid in the next 25 years as an Oilers probably low, right, especially since we've had Gretzky? Like how do you feel about that? What do you think blending those two? Well, I but I, I'll
0: I'll say this. It's my belief that Connor's going to make some players better. Maybe that's already occurred with Drysdale. Yeah. Cuz I didn't I thought Drysdale would be a 25-50-75 guy. But yeah. I, thought, I thought Nugent Hopkins, you know, I mean, if you saw Nugent Hopkins and junior and red deer, and yeah. Leon, just because Nugent Hopkins skated better at that time, Leon obviously yeah. was bigger, you would have thought that Ryan might have had a higher offensive ceiling. And in fairness to Ryan, what's worked against him is he's, not the guy that runs the power play anymore. That is now Connor McDavid. Like you, you know, and that's and which is going to make things interesting moving forward for well, Nathan Hopkins because he's only got two years left on his deal.
2: Yeah, and what would he be worth now? Like eight and a half? If you had to sign him now, eight? Like that's the I, thing. Well, like
0: well, I I think that the the Shane number is. And some guys would say, no, Nugent Hopkins isn't good, as good as DeShane. And I would say – I'd say Nugent Hopkins is a better – like, that's the thing about Ryan with the power play, is he Overall. is an elite power play. It's like Kessel. Kessel's a really good power play guy. Yeah. yeah. Where's Ryan going to get strength-wise? Like, he had what do you have, 28 goals, 69 points this year? was a high for both. Career. Career, yeah, career yeah. I, I Look, I hear what you're saying about – here's the thing.
2: Holland, McTavy, right? Like, are we going to waste? Or are we, what are we aligning for? Holland, We're trying to get – Holland
0: you know? is saying – Built to, you know, he wants the team to be in the playoffs this year and then to progress. I think his goal is to have the team be an elite team. Within two years, I don't know if that's possible given what he's inherited. Wow! But, yeah. But I do think you know, it's not an issue of scoring more; it's an issue of giving up less, Mike. And, and that's see?
1: true, right? Yeah.
2: And, and that's, that's why the so bottom cool. six he brought in with Dave Tippett. I agree that that could happen. Yeah. Right. I got to get more calls in, Mike.
0: Okay. Thanks. Okay. But thanks. Yep. You bet. Let's go to K Jam, on line number two, our, our River Creek Resort Casino Hotline seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. K Jam, you want to talk about Kawhi?
2: Yeah, real quick. I heard you saying it didn't work out for Toronto. I would, I would kind of think that you know they it it. kind of worked out pretty well for except, Toronto, except,
0: except they w- weren't able to resign the player. He's a hell of a. And player.
2: that's and that's fair, but you know I, I don't think that I, I think that there there should be a lot of, of of sympathy towards the situation, though. Especially considering, I believe that you've said that you know considering the situation here in in Edmonton right now, having Connor, there are a lot of guys from maybe northern Alberta that might be interested in coming home
0: and why do I think I, do. I think the players that you have the best chance with are western canadian players that have played in the west I think yeah. I think west uh, I don't want, like I don't want to just say western canadian like Brett Connolly you know what I don't I think Brett Brett Connolly played in the eastern conference most of his career and was more comfortable wanted the four year term I don't think the orders ever got the four years on Brett Connolly and I don't know, like, here, here's another thing, not to stoke the fires on Taylor Hall more, but Taylor Hall is not afraid of playing in a hockey market. Taylor Hall is not afraid dealing with the pressure. He thrives on that, you know, because the guy likes to be competitive in everything that he does. And so uh, I, just, I just circle back to, I don't know if you've ever, I, I know Daily Doug used to call a show, and he told me, if you guys trade Hall, I'll never call a show again. That's, and he told me that the night we won the lottery and got McDavid. Because he said, what's going what's gonna to happen here is you're not going to appreciate what you had with the, with the guys that, like Nugent Hopkins and, and Hall and Everly because now you got a new toy. And the new toy is generational. Yeah. And I'll say this about it, Hall. He yeah. never had a problem. Like, you know what? In, in Hall and Everly's case and Nugent Hopkins' case, they sometimes you got to grow your own. And I think Ken Holland knows that long-term. Like, you, you know what? If you want to go and hide, you can hide in Florida. There's no pressure playing there. There, there, there isn't. There's, like, uh, a beat writer for the local paper, maybe a beat writer for the athletic, the TV and radio guys, or, you know, whatever. It's, it's There's there's no pressure.
2: Pressure. It's, in, it's entirely internal in a market like that. There's right, no whereas pressure.
0: here, everybody knows who you are if you're in and around the team. That just comes mm-hmm. with the territory, right? Well, some guys have no issues with that. And that's one thing I re- – like in Taylor's case, he had no issue with that. So, I, I, anyways, I'm just going to wrap myself in circles. very,
2: very strange to move a player from a player like that. You know, the, the, yeah. the only other thing that you do is if you don't get – if you're not in a situation as lucky as the others are to have a Connor McDavid to attract players to your market, especially maybe players from your local area, you know where good players come from, is you got to draft and develop. And you know if you have players you've drafted and developed and the contracts are good, don't get rid of them. I got players.
0: another player. I'll give you another name of a guy that is not afraid of the challenge to play here. Okay, and he's in the organization right now. I don't know how soon he's going to get here. But Tyler Benson for me is up for it. Tyler Benson, you know, number one pick in the WHL Bantam draft. And then he got, he went through significant injuries and had to fight for it, right? To get it back and battle. And, and there was some concern at, at, at one stage that his career may be derailed. And to me, he is a guy that is going to put the requisite work in, and he already is. That he's going to push damn hard for a spot this year. And maybe in a perfect Ken Holland percolating world, that doesn't happen. But... I don't think, you know, it was fool's gold for the Oilers last year with Ty Ratty, Yasapul Yarvi, and Yamamoto. And so I think they want to avoid fool's gold, but I don't think in Benson's case it's necessarily going to be fool's gold because I think he's strong enough and smart enough, and I think he's going to make it really interesting come the fall here. But I think, well, there a... but there's a guy who's got the right temperament and the right personality that the market, like, he grew up here, he, he gets it, and he wants to, sh- and the other thing is, He's he's not st- like look the orders took him ahead of Brinkett, who's already you know Alex Brinkett, the Hawks in a year from now are going to be signing that guy to a 6 million dollar deal so he's got pro- he's going to want to he's going to want to prove he can do it there's a the guy you think
2: that he wants uh, to prove it to his buddy Sam Steele who's already in the league too
0: yeah. Well, Sam. Yeah, Sam got some games in. Uh, that, that, hey, that's still a question. And there, all the way back to that WHL Bantam draft year, there were questions about who was the better mm-hmm. player between
2: the two. You wanted to. So you, you hit on Kawhi. What, what, was there anything else you wanted to get to, KJ? Well, you know, I was going to talk about Peter and maybe what uh, what his lasting positive uh, contributions are, but I can't think of any other than signing Drysadle and Connor long term. Well, those were two but, pretty. In
0: fairness, he he had he had a couple. Okay?
2: Okay. Those but, two... But, but la- lasting long-term stuff, I'd say that's definitely the, the top stuff. Yeah, and the, then uh, the one, and, and the one I'll thing just I want to say no, about the just, just, team...
0: Just hold on, Kate. The other thing, in no fairness to Peter, he didn't inherit a lot of prospects. And he yeah. brought in somebody that helped them find some better players in the draft, and that was Keith Gretzky.
2: Yeah, well, he, the, well Keith... The Keith and the, and the and the team that were finding players in the draft were finding them outside of the first round, outside of Connor, uh, and then Bouchard, who still looks strong. I'd say that his 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 first round drafting selection was a little bit more a little bit more suspect. I think that's certainly reasonable to say, and and you'd think that the general manager has a little bit more say in the first pick than the rest of them. So Keith's done a great job, maybe past that, um, but uh, and so and, and and you know credit where credit's due, but you know that first, the first round there, there's still players that are they are working through the system that you know maybe we thought would be a little further along than they are right now. Um, and, Inj- injuries and, you know,
0: injuries to play a factor for Yamamoto.
2: Quickly. Absolutely. And and the, the one thing I wanted to say about uh, the U.S. women's team is, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, all of America can show exactly you know how they feel about the women's team with uh, a couple, couple knee kick fart celebrations. I think that would be a proper wow, way I, to salute that team.
0: Okay. Wow. Uh, I. but I don't quite understand it. It's 123 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout, get some more calls, texts, tweets, and emails in. This is Oilers Now.
2: This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
0: says he's Texas and 630 630 on our Heartland Ford text line uh, Bob I, I've never liked Shattenkirk and I was not that big on Tyson Berry either another text says Bob you Gregor and Jim Atheson have a tough job at times in a town with 25,000 general managers Well, it kind of kind of comes with the territory. Uh, Kent has texted the show to say, sure, Taylor Hall might want to play with elite players. Yes, the orders are governed by a new regime, but the city and the fans ate the same. He got crucified here. He doesn't want to come back to that, does he? Uh, What I'm saying is New Jersey has the best percentage chance of re-signing him. And then after that, if he goes to free agency, all 31 teams, you know, should be in on him. And I would say that having McDavid and dry settle of the 31 assuming that it's open might put the orders in a better position than some teams not all of them but than some let's leave it at that that's again new jersey it's new jersey's to to lose you know like they they've got his rights they've, they've gone out of their way to improve the team this year they're probably in the best spot to get it done let's go to uh mark on line number 4 hi mark
1: how are you I'm doing fine, Bob. I'm going to have to make her a little quick, uh, but uh, I just want to preface what I'm about to say with uh, with uh, this, that I actually was uh, one of those people that was questioning Ken Holland as the general manager at the hire when he originally uh, was touted, and I have to say, you know, he's done a good job. He's not put us in a situation of signing an Andre Sechra-type deal, where now we're buying a guy out from his last two years of his contract, signing these Unfortunately, way too long contracts, only to suffer with them later. I mean, there's in the case of Drysdale and and uh, and Connor McDavid. Obviously, that long-term contract is not going to cost you, presuming you know, and the game doesn't completely tail off. It's not going to cost you when you're signing these questionable free agents to more term than they should be getting at a higher amount. Uh that that ultimately is kill kills a hockey club. We've seen it happen here far too for far too long. And I'm I'm really happy to say that he didn't do that. He did exactly what he needed to do Get value players at a short-term, one year or in the case of Chase on two years, and, uh, and, and, and not give them a whole hell of a lot of money. Give them probably what they're worth. So I think he's done a bang-up job. And, and the reason why I bring it up, people have to think, oh, you know, we've got to make the splash. We've got to make the splash. Well, Darnell Nurse, we could make a splash this year. Darnell Nurse's contract's up next year. What's he going to make? Double what he's making now? Probably not. But even if he made 50% more than he's making now, $3 million cap space is not a lot of room. You, you can't afford to do those kind of signings. And I have to say, as, as far as his job thus far, he's getting an A. All
0: right. Well, thanks for that. Uh, Not everybody's going to agree with you, Mark, but we appreciate the call. Uh, It is 128 Edmonton. Uh, William, Fred, and Jack, we will not be able to get to you in this segment right now. I will try to squeeze some more text in. We're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan and uh, Matt Robertson coming up from the Edmonton Oil Kings and Oilers Now.
2: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.